0: Hello and welcome to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I am your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, where I'm here to empower you to become the alpha of your health. Hey, you guys, welcome back. It is another beautiful day. I am out here recording in the sunshine, getting my vitamin D. Just enjoying this beautiful weather. Spring is definitely hit or miss here in central New York. You know, there's some weeks where it's absolutely gorgeous. The sun is shining. I just want to be outside every second. And then there's some weeks where it's just rainy and yucky. So next week looks like it's going to be a little bit more rainy. So I'm just going to soak in as much vitamin D as I can. Try to keep my honeymoon color. I've been keeping it going. I've been pretty tan you know, I've been able to kind of maintain it when we got back from our honeymoon, I was really dark. The following week we were home, it was super nice. So I've been kind of able to, to maintain that color, which is nice. Um, I am wearing SPF at least on my face. I don't wear SPF on my body. Um, typically because that does block vitamin D, uh, production and because it blocks absorption of the sun, but I do wear it on my face. Uh, just, you know, anti-aging, but um, and facial, you know, oxidative stress and whatnot. But on my body, I won't wear it because I won't, I'm not going to burn right now. If I went down when we were down close to the equator on our honeymoon, I did wear it because, um, that was really, it was important to do. Um, one thing I've been meaning to share before I get into kind of the bulk of today's episode. So I asked on my Instagram, um, you know, if you guys, I want to talk a little bit about seasonal allergies. And I said, do you guys want a masterclass? You want a podcast? The majority voted podcast. So here we are, we're doing a podcast, but before I get into talking about allergies, I wanted to share some really cool things. I, I've been wanting to share this. Um, I've been wanting to share this since we got back from our honeymoon. We had, um, I had a really great talk with a local there um, and just was kind of asking about like their culture and, you know, just, just questions because, you know, you go to these resorts and it's very Americanized, right? Like we're not even eating traditional St. Lucia food. We're not eating like traditional Caribbean food we're eating you know we are eating a lot of fresh fruits and stuff and coconut and whatnot that like that they have um, you know all that kind of stuff they grow right there on the island but you know there was so much of like the culture piece that I was missing and as you guys know and if you've been listening to this podcast you know that I'm very into like ancestral health and ancestral wisdom and like really kind of I think that the reason that we are so sick as a society is because we've so broken away from like what we've done for thousands of years like these chemicals that we put in our foods that we call quote-unquote safe ingredients they've only been in our foods for I don't know less than 100 years so why are we trying to like challenge what people have done for thousands of years before us I'm not saying that we need to like cook everything over a fire and like kill everything that we eat and you know we can't we can't have any type of civilization at all that's obviously not what i'm saying i'm sp- i'm speaking on a microphone in my macbook you know i wouldn't be able to do that a thousand years ago right like i'm I'm thankful for a lot of the things that we can do but i think that so much of what we can do in terms of healing and really achieving optimal health really does go back to to our ancient ways and it's really interesting when you visit these more third world it's not even i wouldn't even consider saint lucia third world you know but they are more of a impoverished country and so much of what they do is relying on themselves. And so when I was talking to this guy, um, very nice, he came up and he told us about so many different things. We were talking about trees and, you know, I was asking him, you know, like what are, what are some things that you were taught um, or that and that you still do, you know, that, that has helped you guys with your health. Right. Because like, although they're not the, they're not nearly the richest country in the world, they don't have nearly the amount of sickness and illness that we do. And he says, well, first of all, he said, they, they really don't go to doctors that much like most he says every single plant on this island has a purpose and I thought that was so cool he said plants are our medicine he said when I was younger if he would get a stomach ache his grandma would go out and to this one tree and you know she would grind it down and mix it into like a tea and give it to him and it was like a blackish substance so I'm assuming it had something black is kind of cleansing thing right so we think of charcoal and it kind of like purges the system and he said it would either make you like really have to go to the bathroom to like clear what you had or it would make you throw up or both but then he said you felt better and like there was no need for any medication or anything and so I thought that was really interesting and so you know as asking I was asking you know what what other things and he said you know so much of what they do like they they'll use the bark and they'll use the leaves of certain trees and like So interesting. And he said, you know, the first thing he goes, I don't understand why you guys do this. He says, you Americans, he says, you know, you guys get up in the morning and you go right to the fridge and you drink like a cold cup of water, like a cold glass of milk. He goes, no, he goes, your body's been hibernating for eight hours. He goes, you don't put cold in your body after you've been hibernating for eight hours. He goes, when you get up in the morning, you drink warm water, warm water with lemon. And I said, Oh my God, that's, uh, that's what I do every single morning. Cause that's what makes me feel good. I don't like putting cold things in my body. I don't, especially first thing in the morning, right? Like you're already in like a cold state. So that doesn't really make any sense. And that was so cool that he kind of validated why that makes me feel good. And that's something that they've been doing forever. He says, you know, that's what you need to warm up your digestive system. And you know, he, they're not, doc- he's not a doctor. He literally it like, that's just the ancient wisdom that they know. And that's something that that is so truly incredible and something that we're so we've so gotten away from based on whether it's marketing or just like standard American. And that was another thing we talked about, right. Is like, you know, what is, what is a standard American diet, right? Like a hamburger? Well, hamburger is not even American. It's a, it's a German food. And so like, when I think of all these things, we're kind of like a hybrid of cultures, which is cool. It's very cool. Like we have so many different things and so many different cultures that have come to our country to kind of make it what it is now, which is so cool. But I think that it's kind of also weird that we don't really have like our own traditions. You know, so many of our other traditions are based off of other countries or other civilizations or what other people used to do. So I think it's really important though, when we can kind of carry those traditions on because um, you know, like I said, I I really, there was not a lot of overweight people there. Um, They do have some fast food chains and stuff. You know, I'm sure they do eat sometimes a standard American diet, but um, you know, they health wise are not as, are not as unhealthy as we are. Um, which is odd interesting all in the same all in the same but um, I thought it was just so cool how he kind of said like every every single plant on this island has a purpose and they use it for so many different things and I think that's so cool that that's been passed down from you know their grandmother to their mom and then to them and then they'll be able to pass it down and hopefully they'll continue passing those things down and I hopefully I hope that you know their culture does not get so watered down with, you know, American tourism and resorts there that that they lose that because I truly think that that's something so so incredibly interesting and so powerful um for so many reasons. Um so yeah, that that was really cool. So like I said, if you guys have listened to this podcast, I've talked about a lot a lot about how our digestion health starts with what we do in the morning and why you should always drink you know warm water before you do like a coffee or anything else because that's that's healing and starting your digestive system it's waking your body up from like that little mini hibernation so interesting that's why movement is great in the morning cuz you're warming things up after you've been stagnant and and cold um you know not necessarily physically cold but like your body has not been moving there has not been heat generation um throughout the night so i thought that was very cool so um Okay. So I want to kind of get into talking about allergies. This is something a lot of people struggle with. Um, it's something that, you know, I've had kind of on and off, not as much anymore. I have some really cool, like end of one stories. So like patient success stories or people that I work with stories that they've added certain things in, but, um, seasonal allergies, you know, I think that we think that it's, it's very common. Right. And it is like, or we think that it's normal no, it's that time of the year. Like I'm just going to sneeze and whatnot. And I remember growing up and I remember my dad had horrible seasonal allergies. Like I would, you know, during that time when I was playing like baseball or softball, I've started playing baseball. And then when I was 11, my parents made me switch to softball. And I literally don't think I talked to my dad for like a day. I was like, no, I'm going to go to the MLB. Like I'm not playing softball. Those girls suck. (laughs) Moral of the story is I ended up obviously playing softball, but, um, (laughs) So during like that, that time, like that time of the year, you know, when I'd be either in baseball or then softball season, I remember like my dad would come to my games and he was my coach for baseball, but then not for softball, which that was another reason I was pissed. Um, But you know, like he would look like he'd been crying for hours because his allergies were so bad. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's horrible. I hope that that never happens to me. And you know, it never happened to that extent. But I do remember sometimes even as a kid, like really rubbing the crap out of my eyes and like sneezing and like having kind of more of those attacks. And, you know, I think that that I'm sure we've all kind of experienced that, but allergies can kind of hit us in different ways, but I want to help us. I want to help you kind of understand, you know, where the root of seasonal allergies come, right? So seasonal allergies are happening because our immune system is having an over response to something that's in our environment. So we're reacting to something physical, whether it's pollen or, um, you know, new, whatever is being kind of put out in the environment. Pollen's kind of probably obviously the most common one, but there's other, you know, plant products that are, that are creating, uh, allergy effects because, you know, we haven't been exposed to it for a while. Um, and our body just has these hypersensitivity reactions and the same exact thing happens in our gut when we eat foods that we're not supposed to. Sometimes we don't feel it to the same extent that we do with these physical allergens, but, um, that's why we have to look at the gut, especially when we're talking about allergies, because our gut is lymphatic tissue and your lymphatic system is your immune system. And so our gut, you know i've talked about many times go back and listen to episode number 2 all about the gut but the gut is really ground zero when we think of our health like it is the forefront of our health and it's incredibly important because it's modulating your entire immune system it's modulating how hyper or hypo or just right active your immune system is to the food you eat what's in your environment etc and um you have to really look there because So many of us have chronic leaky gut. So leaky gut is kind of where like there you've got a little permeability in your gut where little viral particles or not even any type of little particles are able to kind of sneak through. Therefore, it kind of mounts these low grade immune reactions that we don't necessarily always feel, but you know, those kind of can be like bloating, indigestion, GERD. Um, certain sensitivity to certain foods, you know, those are kind of the most common skin rashes, acne, all of that kind of stuff. To some extent, pretty much everybody, if you are eating really any type of processed foods, if you're drinking alcohol, if you're eating artificial sugars and flavors and like not eating more, like if you're not eating really, you know, uh, an ancestral type whole food based diet that agrees with you, you've probably got some form of leaky gut. Um, So it's really important to kind of look at your gut because that's really where I want to start when we are talking about allergies, because if we're not talking about the gut, we're missing the biggest part of the puzzle. Um, so we have to start there, right? So if you want to kind of learn even more on your gut, like I said, I would really check out episode number two of this podcast. I really dive into it deep, um, but things that you can do to kind of help your gut is one, get the things that eliminate it out. So limit alcohol, caffeine can kind of do that to some people, um, processed foods. So refined sugars, gluten is a big one. Um, even for people who quote unquote tolerate gluten, gluten still, I've read multiple research articles that says that gluten, even in people who aren't quote unquote sensitive or celiac, um, it will cause little punches and little leaky gut holes to your gut and cause that hyperpermeability. Um, so limit those things, you know, artificial sweeteners, things like sucralose, ACE aspartame, all those things. They're they are not natural to our diet, but yet yeah, they're in everything. Um, glyphosate is a big one, glyphosate and pesticides, because glyphosate, like I've said on this podcast before, glyphosate is Roundup, or it's a pesticide, um, most commonly used pesticide um, on our products. It's on oats, it's on wheat, it's on produce, um, corn. I mean, it's on pretty much everything. Um, you know, unless you, you try to get organic and local and know what they're spraying their food or you grow your own food, whatever. Um, I definitely recommend checking out the dirty dozen, which is all the the 12 foods that are most heavily sprayed. And then the clean 15 are ones that, that don't have as much glyphosate, but, um, but glyphosate essentially it kills all your good bacteria and it does not kill the bad bacteria. So that just can create microbiome disturbances in our gut. Um, So that's really important to think about. So what are some things that we can add in? So foods that you can add in to help soothe your gut health are going to be things like glutamine um, and collagen, which you can find those if you eat meat on the bone, because the bone is going to extract the glycine, the collagen, the glutamine, um, and you'll be eating those nutrients within the meat. And then if you gnaw on the bone at the end, that's obviously just extra bonus points. Um, I do love bone broth for people who have histamine issues, I would definitely um, do like a, a 12 to 24 hour max bone broth simmer. Cause if you go 24 to 48, you can get more histamine. Um, but bone broth is one of the most incredibly healing foods. It's, it's got collagen, it's got glutamine, it's got proline, glycine, all of these amazing amino acids that go in and seal up that, that lining to that leaky gut. So I like adding bone broth to, um, I'll add it to crockpot meals. I'll drink just a cup of it with some turmeric, pepper, sea salt, um, I, I try to add it to as many recipes as I can, but if I don't, I will just drink it. Um, you know, I add it to Tala's food as well because it's really great for hair, skin, and nails. It's really great for her hair, skin, and nails as well. So, um, you know, we just kind of add it in as many ways as we possibly can. Um, so bone broth is amazing. You can supplement with collagen, yes. Um you can supplement with, you know, glutamine, yes, but these things are found in whole foods and I'm always whole food based first. Other things, um, you know, fermented foods like sauerkraut. I'm actually making my own right now. I just cut up cabbage, added some filtered berkey water, a little bit of salt. I added just a tiny tiny bit of raw apple cider vinegar with the mother. Cause if you just do regular vinegar, there's no probiotic benefit and it's going to kill all the good bacteria. And I'm just letting it sit on my counter for like two to three weeks until it tastes nice and sour. Like I like it. And then I'll put it in the fridge. Um, you know, other fermented foods like yogurt is amazing. Um, I try to do yogurt pretty frequently because I love it. Um, it's very, like very nutrient dense. It's got lots of lactic acid and probiotics and um, I'll add some like chia seeds in there which are great for kind of keeping things moving throughout the gut Um, I love um, you know kefir kefir is really good to add to smoothies and things like that because it's like a fermented it's like a fermented milk product so you can get things like coconut kefir um, as well which like that's for people who struggle but like Typically, if you struggle with dairy, um, you're going to be just fine with things like yogurt and kefir because the lactose is fermented out. And assuming you're getting a good source that's organic and grass-fed, you're not getting those inflammatory chemicals or inflammatory markers. Um, A2 products are also less inflammatory, so there's a note with that. But do be cautious because sometimes dairy can make histamine uh, and mucus things. They can just make it a little bit... um, a little bit worse. So just kind of see how you feel. Like if you feel like, oh, you're already kind of like in a mucus flare and you're having some yogurt, like that can make it worse. But, um, you know, if you kind of enjoy those probiotic rich foods before you get that mucus flare, it can just kind of help prevent it. Um, So there's that, you know, you can supplement with a probiotic. Um, I like Megaspore a lot. Um, I can link that in the show notes. And what I'll also do is I have like a, I have an allergy kind of support protocol that I will add into the show notes. Um, so if you want to kind of get these, these allergy support protocol to be able to kind of support all these root cause issues, then that will be there as well. Okay. Um, So supporting the gut is really beneficial, right? So then you want to, if you're, if you're adding in all these healthy bacteria, healthy foods, healthy probiotics, and like sealing the gut, you know, you want to make sure that you're eating food that continues to help feed those good bacteria. So those are like the prebiotic fibers. So I'm thinking of things like asparagus, um, you know, those cruciferous type vegetables, if you do well with them, um, fiber rich vegetables, chia seeds, flax seeds, things like that can be really good to kind of feed those good bacteria once you actually have them, um, so focusing on the gut health is great. You can't just add in the good foods. You have to also really be mindful of limiting the foods that don't serve your gut. Cause it's constantly, it's like being shot, but then like, I don't even know what the word, like getting surgery and then get, like continuing to just like shoot yourself. Like it's, it's, it's not doing any favors. It's not doing yourself any favors. You know, I'm not hundred percent perfect. I really try to do con- to control what, what I, what I can whenever I can. Um, I'm not hundred percent perfect, but I do try to be as good as I possibly can because I know how it pays off. Um other foods that we have to or other kind of root cause issues is the liver, right? So the liver, which is very interesting in Chinese medicine, the spring is the time of the liver, um, in Chinese medicine. And so that's why, you know, ancient, you know, we would we see these dandelions growing, right? And nowadays people just pick them out of the ground, they spray them with Roundup. They don't like these weeds. But dandelions come up because this is a time where we really need to be supporting our liver and mother nature is literally telling us that dandelions are one of the best liver supporting foods. I pick them out of the ground. I mix them in a salad. I'll mix them in a smoothie. Um, sometimes like last year, my parents boiled the roots and or like baked the roots and then made tea. And I love dandelion root tea. Um, you know, that's mother nature telling us like, Hey, this is a time that we need to support our liver because you know, back in the old day when we had to eat what was around, you know, we would have generally been in more of a ketosis state in the winter because there's not as much um, you know, there's not fruit available. There's not as many like carb sources available as there typically are in the summer. So we would have been just more like meat and fat forward, which what we would have been producing ketones, which that's what the liver does. And so we would have been doing that all winter long, but, and that's why in the spring, these dandelions come up and they're like, okay, we're ready for some liver cleansing. And so the liver is very responsible for so much of our body. It's responsible for detoxing your hormones, detox, uh, filtering your blood, Uh, making sure that you're extracting nutrients, detoxing and utilizing things from your food to then either excrete or, um, whatnot. You know, if you are having a hard time getting rid of your hormones, your liver is continuously processing it. But then when we throw on top of it, these, these this added immune stress, the liver is very responsible for that too. So the liver is a very key organ. I look at when I'm, when people are struggling with seasonal allergies. Um, so liver support is very key. So I love doing castor oil packs. Um, I have a reel on that on my Instagram. You can check that out very easy. You can YouTube it. It's a very awesome, easy protocol. It's also great. Cause it's, it makes me de-stress. Um, I love using certain essential oils, um, over my liver. So this one blend from, um, doTERRA is one of my favorites. It's got like cilantro and orange and frankincense. It's beautiful. It's called Zendocrine and I put it right on my liver every single day to just kind of help really support that organ. Um, and then I'll make like certain liver, uh, essential oil rollers. Um, but that oil is one of my favorites to use for that. Um, I love doing things like dandelion and burdock root, um, whether it's a tea tincture, whatever, but I do try to incorporate that multiple times a day or daily, at least because that's really great daily liver support. I eat a lot of liver cause that is the best way to ultimately support your liver. I can't say I eat a lot. I, I try to eat it at least once a week. If not, I do take a desiccated liver supplement. I love the one from hardened and soil, but I also do take one from standard process. Um, it's called their liverplex. It's just a whole food, bovine liver supplement mixed with some other things like sweet potato and things that can be beneficial to the liver. Um, cod liver oil is also great. That's one of my favorites. It's high in vitamin A, vitamin D, which are crucial to your immune system. So we're hitting that immune system marker, but we are getting all those things that are really beneficial to your gut, um, and your liver. So that's great. Um, and you know, again, with your liver, it comes down to, you know, chemical and toxin exposure, right? Like trying to limit what you can, because, that is going to really help to make a difference. Um, okay. So that's a liver. We want to be supporting that. Other things, um, you know, a hyperactive immune system. So if you have autoimmunity or like certain things, if you're certain, if you're sensitive to certain things or you're sensitive to more histamine, that can be a reason that you are experiencing um, more uh, more of a, a mounted immune response because your, your system's already kind of hyperactive. So when it's already hyperactive, it's like you know, like when you're super, super irritable and you're just like, anything could make you snap and then someone taps you on the shoulder and you just freak out. That's what your immune system's doing. You know, when you're already when it's already irritable and hyperactive and you just, you, you bring in these other, you know, pathogen, I don't even want to say like other allergens, like it just freaks out. So, um, it's really mindful that like, if you do have something like Hashimoto's or any type of autoimmune disease and show greens, um, any, any of those type autoimmune conditions, really important to make sure you're supporting your immune system, de-stressing, really supporting your body in any way that you can, because that's going to be very, very important. So, okay. So we kind of talked about the root cause reasons, how we can kind of support each of those root cause reasons, some additional things. Um, I have a post on this on my Instagram, but additional things that you can add in. Quercetin is a great, great compound to help bring down histamine levels. So quercetin can be found in things like onions, garlic, um, quercetin is something that helps zinc get into a cell so it's called a zinc ionophore so like zinc is a very obviously powerful immune compound and quercetin helps that get into the cell so that's obviously very important when we're talking in terms of this virus that's going out right now um like zinc has been very important and the hydroxychloroquine is actually a zinc ionophore so that's why it's paired with zinc and so that's why why and in the literature, that's why it shows to be beneficial. But those two compounds in general, zinc and quercetin are incredibly, incredibly, incredibly important for your immune system. So like I said, quercetin can be found smaller amounts in things like broccoli, but it's high in onions. Um, green tea. It can be another kind of helpful thing. Things like zinc, um, oysters are very high in zinc. Uh, high quality animal protein is going to be high in zinc, especially like meat, like ground meat, ground beef. Um, liver is very, very high in zinc. Um, making sure that you are kind of getting those on a daily basis. If you do struggle with histamine, um, and like you want like a healthier alternative to like an antihistamine, taking a quercetin supplement can be really beneficial instead of taking like a claritin or Benadryl or whatever. If you're trying to get away from like an over the counter, a quercetin supplement can be just as I've found anecdotally just as effective. Um, local and raw honey can be very effective. So this is just an end of one experiment. But like I said, my dad used to have very bad allergies and, um, And he started adding in local raw honey, you know, once a day, a little, little bit, like not even a full teaspoon, you know, he would bake with it. Like when he makes his homemade bread, he'd use it. We'd use it as a natural sweetener for things in place of sugar, but he would pretty much be ritualistic taking it every day. I mean, I have not seen that man have allergies in probably five years, which he's probably been doing raw honey for about five years. So the thing with that is it has to be local because you have to be getting the pollen that's in your area. So like I'm an hour and a half from where my dad lives he's given me honey before and it hasn't been as effective as me, but like where I get our raw milk and our raw butter, love it. Um, they also do raw honey there. So I get that it's literally a mile down the road. So I know it's, it's it's as close as it's going to be. Um, so that's very cool. Um, and it's a really easy thing that you can add in, you know, I don't, I'm not an advocate for like tablespoons and tablespoons and tablespoons of honey, especially when you're metabolically not healthy. Um, but, you know, honey is very constitutionally different than sugar. It is still sugar, but it has many B vitamins. It has many, like, very medicinal compounds, right? Like, you can put a little bit of it in your tea, especially if you sweeten it with something that's less beneficial. Um, you know, I'll in this, in this during this time of year, I just take maybe like a half teaspoon of it, and it's good. You know, and I take it after a meal so it's not just randomly spiking my blood sugar throughout the day. That can be a really great tool. Um, other herbs, like I said, green tea is great. Um, cause it's going to be high in those tannins and things like that. Um, dandelion and burdock nettle is really great. Rosemary is a great herb too. So nettle and rosemary you can season your food with, you can have that in a tea. Um, you can diffuse that in oil. So like I had rosemary oil diffusing this morning with some orange, it's just uplifting. It's good for your brain, but like it also can be beneficial for allergies and histamine and all that kind of stuff. Um, but so much of what we can do honestly is through whole food. It's lifestyle. It's making sure that, um, you are also, you know, doing, you can't just like be like, Oh, it's allergy season. I'm just going to start focusing on my immune system and gut health. Now, like, this is kind of like a year, a, a year round thing, right? Cause like seasonal allergies come back in the fall. Like when the seasons change, we just become more susceptible to these changes, but you should be doing kind of the work year round to kind of help support yourself. Right. Um, some other lifestyle things that you can do, um, you know, make sure that you, the, the air in our house is so incredibly polluted, like, it's horrible. And we have air filters. We have the air doctor, which I love. And I've showed you guys how dirty it gets. Um, but it's our air; the air in our house is incredibly polluted. So making sure that you, when you can open the windows, great. Maybe don't sleep with the windows open if you've got bad seasonal allergies and you're still kind of trying to holistically deal with that. But making sure that you're airing out your house, maybe invest in an air filter. You can get plants, ferns, spider plants, snake plants. I hate snakes, but I love snake plants. All great plants for purifying the air. I'll take any and every plant, but those three are kind of my go-to. They've really got so many different, um, air cleansing properties. Um, do not be like using candles and fragrances and like the plugins because those are just continuing to like burden your immune system. So if you want a fragrance swap, you can do like a fragrance or an essential oil based candle. Um, you can use a high grade oil. Do not grab your essential oils from Walmart or the grocery store or whatever, like, please, like I, if I, if you were to get your oils from the research, I've done the two best seem to be young living and doTERRA. I personally use doTERRA. I have nothing against young living. I just personally use doTERRA period. Like people are so people are so like in their camps on their oils. And I'm like, I just want to use something high grade. Like don't be using like the now brand or whatever. Cause those just, those smell just fake. They're not real. Once you've actually used something real. So you can use an oil assuming it's clean, um, make sure that you're vacuuming and dusting frequently. Um, so especially with my dog who sheds like a psycho woman, I am vacuuming like every other day. And that's fine because I'm getting these dander, these things out of the house so that it's not creating as much of an overwhelming response. You know, you vacuum the furniture, vacuum, um, or a dust, you know, and all that kind of stuff. You want to get that stuff out as much as possible, make sure that you're staying hydrated, sweating, um, moving—all of those types of things. Really, really important. But, um, but I hope that you guys found this helpful because I really I wanted to give you the root cause reasons for why we get allergies. But then I wanted to give you not only foods but herbs. Um, and like I said, I will link my little allergy support protocol um, in the show notes. You'll just have to sign up for the full script, and then you can get it there. Um, but again, like, I don't want you to just take this protocol and not do anything that I mentioned, because that's just a waste of your money and time. Um, it can be a great addition when you are doing the other things. Cause like I said, if someone can take a, like a, an herb instead of like a Claritin or, um, allergy medicine daily, like that is so much better. Right. So that's kind of why I created this protocol. Um, and if you do enjoy it, I'd love to know like how you're feeling. Um, and how, how you're doing, if you have questions, whatnot. But, um, you know, this is, it's not, none of this was, was medical advice by any means. I'm just kind of giving you guys the education, sharing what, what I do, what I like to do with patients, what I do with people that I work with that we found to work well. A lot of this is, like I said, the raw honey, that was totally an end of one with my dad that, that just worked so well. I have heard that well, work well anecdotally with other people as well. Um, But I think I I just figure it's worth sharing these kind of things because if it can help one person, why not? Like it's so low risk and so minimal and like it's a whole food. Why would we not try to try to do it to other to others? Right. So um, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I hope that you guys have been enjoying so many of the episodes. I'm going to be bringing interviews back and I'm going to be bringing the informed consumer series back. Um, But I wanted to just get this episode out because I know that you guys were asking for it. Um, and I was sharing a lot of the stuff on my social media, but I just figured, you know what, let's just do a podcast on it because then people can always go to a podcast. They can always go and refer back. Um, so you have it here. You have it to refer to. Hopefully you took some notes. Hopefully you found it helpful. If you know someone with allergies, definitely give this a share to them because this will hopefully benefit them from feeling miserable all spring long. Um, but I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Happy Wellness Wednesday, or whatever day you're listening to this, and uh, and I will see you next time. If you enjoyed, please leave me a review. Five stars means so 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 much. I can't even tell you wherever you're listening, Spotify, iTunes. I don't care. It means the world. Thank you in advance. I appreciate you guys. Have a great rest of your day.